besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. We'll take into account, obviously, their workload within any game because of the reduced game time. Uh, you know, it's not as though they're playing a full game. So, uh, you know, that will be taken into account. And if we've managed to rotate a player more often in one game than normal, you might only play what's the equivalent of nearly half a game of, you know, traditional football time. A little bit of John Warsfold talking today on Zoom via his press conference. Yes, that is the world that we're living in in 2020. Zoom. Spoke about how the Bombers are going to manage their list over the next period of matches. That and a lot to talk about with the Bombers head of football, Dan Richardson, who joins us tonight on Time On. Dan, welcome. Evening, Jack. How are you? Hey, I'm excellent. Thanks for being with us. How have the conversations been since we had the fixture drop on us last night? Uh, uh, most of them probably been around just preparing initially for, for this week against the Crows. Um, but, yeah, then a few around, yeah, well, how are we going to manage, um, you know, the number of games in a shorter space of time. But, yeah, as you replayed there from, from John, yeah, we're, we're fairly fairly confident that the players are in a good space. Mm. Uh, the shorter games certainly, I think, has sped up the recovery times for players between games as it is. So, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, it'll add another dimension, obviously, with the shorter breaks. But, um yeah, we think by and large being up here as well and just having a real focus clearly on recovery between games, uh, we feel as though most of our players should be able to cope reasonably well. Um, but look, you know, there'll, there'll be some some of it where we've just got to deal with on a, on a case-by-case scenario as well. Have we learnt this year because of the circumstances that, I mean, we've so been so fixated on six, seven-day breaks. Have we learnt that it is possible to do it off shorter breaks? Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at our most recent game, I mean, the Bulldogs yeah. came off a five-day break. It didn't seem to impact them greatly last week. And, you know, we, we had a... You know, we, we certainly weren't at our best, but uh, but credit to them, you know. So, yeah, you, you go on that. I mean, there'll be no doubt, though, that the cumulative impact will, will, will add another dimension to it. And, um, you know, one-off five-day break, you know, six-day break doesn't generally um, hurt you too much. But... Yeah, there may be a bit of a cumulative uh, lag effect, if you like. Uh, but, yeah, as I say, given the environment that we're in up here and, you know, I guess a bit of sunshine, beach recovery being <laughs> yeah. possible, all those sorts of things, um, we uh, we feel as though, and, of course, the shorter games, we feel as though players should be able to recover pretty well. How are you working through hub life at the moment? As you say, you've got the sunshine. I'm just looking outside the window here in uh, in Melbourne. Trust me, Dan, you're missing nothing in Melbourne from a weather point of view right now. But how are you enjoying it? Oh, look, I, yeah, I know not missing much back there. My family's back home. So uh, certainly there's an element of, of that which is difficult, you know, missing family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, personally got a daughter doing year 12 back home. And so there's a lot of challenges there. My wife's uh, holding the fort and look, but that said, yeah, the the environment up here um, is positive. It was a bit overcast today, actually, but we had some beautiful weather, you know, the lead up to today. So, uh, look, the AFL have done a terrific job in sort of setting up the the, the hubs and the, and the and the accommodation and the accommodation certainly that we're in uh, here at the Pines is is uh, is, is really nice. Um, 
yeah, so we're just embracing, you know, the the opportunity that it provides, and there's there's you know, it depends on the perspective you want to take to a large extent, but you know, certainly our perspective has been, yeah, we're, we're certainly up here to perform um, and and play the best football that we can, uh, but you know, build, but there's also other opportunities to be gained from it, like you know, building relationships between you know staff and players and and families and and partners when they arrive. Um, and yeah, and just trying to find the right balance between uh, the fact that we're up here to to work and 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 perform, but yep. there's also some, you know, there's there's some good leisure time as well. Tell us about the Kyle Hooker injury. Um, I was reading about it today on your club website. So it there, there was a cork in one calf, and then it got overloaded. Can you just explain that to us all, if you can? Yeah, well, um, as best you can. When you're not, <laughs> as best I can, not being a medical expert, but yeah, just he, he had a bit of soreness, I think, and probably a bit of tightness in in the calf um, prior to then suffering a cork. And 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 sometimes when that happens with a muscle injury, you sort of suffer a, a bruise or a cork on top of a you know whether it's a, a slight strain or not. It, it just um, compounds the issue, and I think that's. That's essentially what's happened with Kyle. You'd love, obviously, to have Dyson Heppel. You'd love, obviously, to have Jake Stringer, Patrick Ambrose, and, and Kyle, obviously, at the moment. But I guess, Dan, by and large, in a year where soft tissues are starting to become more and more prevalent, from a strength and conditioning point of view, you must be pretty pleased that, albeit you don't have those players, but you're not experiencing too many of the, the tissue injuries. Not yet, uh, which is, you're right, pleasing. But, uh, look, yeah, we, who knows what's thrown at us over over the coming period. But, yeah, look, we've got, you know, we've got faith in the work that our players did, not only during pre-season, but during, you know, during the, the first COVID break. And, yeah, we've got faith in in um, in our medical and fitness staff as well that, uh, that will we'll care for our players and, and put them in the best position to to perform. Um, so, uh, as I said earlier, there's no doubt now as we come into this period of of, uh, of 20 days of footy in a short space of time, you know, um, there's um, there's probably going to be a an added focus on recovery for mm. sure. But yeah, hopefully we're in a in a good position come at the end of that. Um, um, yeah, I think all clubs, you know, will. We'll, we're all sort of finding our way, and but clearly, um, you know, we're, we're all going to be doing the best we can. Bombers head of footy, Dan Richardson, joining us tonight here on SEN. Dan, any time that you're on or any time that Woosh is on or Ben Rutten's on this station, I'm sure the same texts keep coming through all the time. They are tonight with me. Bombers fans are desperate to know how Sam Draper's tracking. How close is he? Sam's tracking well. He's played... We've been fortunate enough to have a couple of match simulation for the non-selected players the last two weeks, and um, the first one was at Southport. Actually, his first game in the first five oh, yeah. minutes, he, he took a towering mark, and um, we all went, "Wow, that's uh, a great for his confidence, and and b just you know terrific to see." So um, yeah, so he's got through you know two of those games now. Um, we won't be able to play one this week, unfortunately, given we're travelling to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll have another one the following week. And look, he'll, yeah, in terms of the exact time frame, difficult to say. But uh, but certainly, yeah, he's um, he's tracking well. He's he's, he's worked hard to, to rehabilitate his knee, and um, and it's now just a matter of getting some you know some of that game condition, which you know, in the year that we're having is is perhaps more of a challenge than it might be in other years. 
Um, but, um, but yeah, hopefully we'll see him at some stage during the year. I reckon that's going to make Bombers fans pretty happy. Tell us about the, the travel schedule for Sunday. Teams are, are doing it different ways. The, the one common theme for those teams who do have to travel is that it's generally meaning a pretty early start to the day on match day. Is that what it's going to look like for you on Sunday? No, pretty good. The first round back for, to the Swans was certainly an early start for us. But this week, we, I think we're leaving Brisbane around midday. Um, okay. We're travelling on a flight with St Kilda, who play that night. Um, oh, so you go the day before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we actually go the day before this week, which, uh, yeah, which is, I guess, that's a, that's a plus. So I'll stay night in Adelaide, and then we, we all come back together about 6pm on Sunday afternoon after the game. How was the, the same-day travel experience? Is it something that, I mean, you may be faced with again at some stage this year if you – it'd be quite foreign, I'd imagine, to a lot of the players. Yeah, we, well, we've experienced it once when we flew to Sydney. Mm. Um, obviously, a reasonably short flight to Sydney helps. But, yeah, look, it was really smooth in, in many respects. And you know, I, I guess, that, you know, it helps in a way when I say that when we when put in a pretty strong performance against the Swans. But yeah, we. I think when you're not sort of going through the airport as normal, and you're just jumping on a, a chartered flight, you know there's unlikely to be any delays. Uh, it all went fairly smoothly for us, I have to say. And um, yeah, I mean, a bit different if you if you weren't able to organise a chartered plane like um, like the AFL been able to do in in these circumstances. But um, yeah, for us, the the experience was fine. We got we got home. Yeah, reasonably late that night. We, um, but you know that's, um, but uh, that's often the case when you travel anyway. And the last one I, I want to ask you because for those who are unaware, before you jumped into the the head office stuff with club level, you were in the player management space and very very good at that. David Trotter was on our station today and he spoke about he believes that this trade period will be as active as ever. You've got a really good lens on this given your background. Do you still think that it will be? potentially as busy as we've ever seen whenever trade period happens? Uh, question without notice here, Jack. I, to be honest, I haven't had a lot of time <laughs> to, to put a lot of thought in that. I, I wouldn't necessarily think it'll be more active than any other year. Um, but, uh, look, maybe uh, yeah, the, the player managers these days seem to have a, a fairly strong insight into mm. into that and, and probably getting a little bit more active in terms of you know, wanting to look at or consider moves for their players. So, yeah, a bit of a wait and see on that one. I mean, obviously, we just started to you know, get news in the last couple of days about being able to start, you know, talking more yep. formally and about recontracting players. So, you know, so that'll be the first step. And, and certainly, um, yeah, like all clubs, you know, there'll be there'll be certainly players that we um, we, we would love to recontract as soon as possible. And 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 then, but then maybe players that want to take a bit more time and, and consider their options as well. And, you know, they're, they're, um, they're entitled to do that. Last one I want to ask you about, because we've been getting a lot of questions about him on the text as well. Bombers fans love Joe Danaher. Obviously, there was a bit of a setback suffered recently. How's he placed at the moment? Yeah, he suffered a calf injury, but I guess the positive out of that is he's really starting to move really freely. Uh, and, uh, and you know, the, the chronic injury that he's now, you know, had for... For so long, seemed to be coming along really, really well. So um, to the point where you know he's moving quickly enough and training hard enough to 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 suffer a, a different injury to his calf. But we think he's recovering well from that, and yeah, should should only be another couple of weeks away before we start to see him back on the track. And 
and once again, you know, get uh, get close towards playing uh, again. That's oh, good news to hear. Dan, thanks for your time. We covered a lot of ground as always. You're always very generous with it and good luck for the weekend's game against the Crows. No worries. Thanks, Jack. Dan Richardson, the head of footy at the Bombers, joining us. We're going to come back, wrap up. It's been a busy hour. We'll catch up with some of the other stuff that you've missed from across the day as well. You're with Jack Heverin on SEN. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.